podcast, we're going to just talk about the different tiers of contenders yeah. um, in terms of the championship for the – so obviously I think we got to start with tier one. And if you want, you can say one team that – you can say a team kind of like alternate back and forth. Um, yeah. So you can, you can say first team on your list in tier one. All right, so tier one for me, these are just teams made up of pure championship contenders, honestly. Like the, the, these are the top contenders. Um, so, obviously, first up, I'm going to go with the LA Lakers. For obvious reasons, LeBron James, arguably the greatest player of all time, maybe the best player in the NBA today. Contender for the MVP, Anthony Davis. And they've got a they're – actually, they're actually got some really underrated depth on that team as well that people don't talk about. Yeah, I think one of the people that come to mind is Rajon Rondo, someone who's been injured in and out of the season. And we all know playoff Rondo is a different player, and he'll actually contribute a lot off the bench, uh, along with some other players off their bench, like Alex Caruso and Dwight Howard. So they actually have a good a good amount of offense and defense Danny down Green. the line. Danny Green, of course, yeah. I was talking more about the bench, but yeah, oh, Danny yeah. Green, um, he'll be there starting like shooting guard. So he'll actually be a great two-way player as well to play with LeBron and AD. So, obvious number one. Who are they starting at Sorry, who, who do you, I've, for some reason, I can't remember. Who are they starting at point right now if it's not Rondo? I think they I think they do point LeBron, and then you have, like, uh, Danny Green and Avery Bradley as your guards. I guess oh, you could okay, say, yeah, like, yeah. Avery Bradley, but he doesn't actually really run the point. Or KCP, I think, also plays – Spot minutes. I think it's honestly LeBron runs the point. AD plays the four. Uh, JaVale yeah. at center. And then they usually, I think, start with Danny Green and then KCP, I think. So a couple of wings as shooters. So they're sort of doing a point LeBron, which will be nice. So when he goes on the bench, the offense isn't just going to die. You know what I mean? As yeah. with, like past teams he's had, Rondo can run the point. And then you also have – like Caruso can also run the point too. That's so. Right. They've got some good playmakers and ball handlers that isn't just LeBron. So I think this team is different than past LeBron teams, um, especially like those those late Cleveland teams like 2017 and 2018, um, where it felt like he had no help essentially, right? Except for like Kyrie in those earlier years. But I'm talking like that 2018 team where he seemed hopeless. Yeah, this LeBron team is definitely different than the especially the Lakers team last year. And but it's very similar to a lot of the other teams that he's won championships with, in that these are he's playing with experienced players, veteran players. There's not a lot of young guys here. The, these are all players who've been, you know, every everyone we, that we just lit, named off, guys like Dwight Howard, Danny Green, Rondo, all these guys. They've all been to the playoffs. You know, they all know what it takes to win. Um, so look, because LeBron doesn't like playing with young players. And he surrounded himself with a lot of great experienced players who really – and this that's why I say this team resembles a lot of what Cleveland had in 2016 and what Miami had in 2012 and 2013. Yeah, and speaking of people who've proven themselves in the playoffs as veterans and stuff like that, that's sort of how their entire team is formed. Whereas if you look at another legit contender, which is my second pick in the Bucks, yeah, they don't have that playoff experience necessarily. Eastern Conference Finals last season was a good step, but they were expected to go to the finals yeah, as the one seed. Especially going up 2 nothing in that series, too. You'd think they would be able to close it off. Yeah, and I think that's where their uh, experience lacked is when the games got tight. And to be fair, they were 
shot away, a free throw away from being the Raptors in that game three double overtime yeah. thriller. So they were super close to if they go up three nothing, that series is over in five. So in in terms of like it felt like they're right there, but I think they're missing that experience and pedigree. And Giannis as the leader doesn't quite have that yet. So I think they're definitely in the top tier because they're they were on pace for what seventy wins, sixty nine wins. So yeah, something like that. I don't that, think it was quite seventy, but it was it was up there. They were definitely probably. really close, and then they went on a three game losing streak to end the season or yeah. going up to the COVID break. So they weren't going to hit seventy, but they were actually toying with seventy for a while there. When you look at their win percentage, yeah, it's I at eighty one percent right now. Yeah, I, th- I think that they just missed. They're going to miss that veteran presence in the playoffs. So. I think they're the favorites come out of the East. They're the only team in the East in this top tier as legit contenders yeah. um, for my list and I think probably for most people. So they're the favorite to win, but they don't have the experience. So it's kind of a weird um, like feeling when you look at this team. You know, Giannis is only 25, still learning, and Middleton's their number two guy. Who closed out games for them? That's still the question. Um, it, it feels like it's actually – low-key Brooke Lopez. That's kind of what it felt like he, last he had, playoffs. Yeah, he, he had some big shots. Uh, I think it was game two. I don't, I don't, uh, game one, maybe, it was. Yeah, game he was one canning some big shots. Yeah. Um, I think I think Giannis, this playoffs, he'll prove that he can be the guy to close out games um, just because he's so good at basketball. That's honestly what it comes down to. And, and he's had his clutch moments as well in the regular season. He's had some big game winners. I think that this year, without really a dominant force in the Eastern Conference, outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo, and when I mean dominant, I mean like a true out-and-out superstar in my eyes, you know, without Kawhi Leonard, you know, no LeBron or anything, I think this is Giannis's year to take the East. And once he gets to the finals, I don't know if he can beat a Los Angeles team, but win or lose, it'll be enough experience for, for him, I think that he'll be able to win another championship, that he'll be able to win his first championship. Maybe not this year, but in two or three years down the road. Yeah, and I think what puts a team in this top tier is having that superstar. Yeah. So obviously having Giannis as the only superstar, or super-duper star, I guess, yeah, the top yeah. three player in the NBA, essentially. Um, in the East, he is the only guy. He's the sole candidate. Last season, I think you would have put the Raptors in that top seed just yeah, because yeah. they had Kawhi Leonard, right? Yeah, um, healthy Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think from from that perspective, that's why they're the only team in the East in my tier one. Yeah, and also the Bucks, they they might not have the experience, but they've got a they've got maybe in my I think they've actually got the best system in the NBA right now. Just the way that they're playing, they've got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's just a dominant force who draws double and triple teams like no one else in the NBA. And they've surrounded him with knockdown three-point shooters. I mean, every single player on the Bucks just drains threes. And it, they, that's how they killed the Raptors in the first two games of the series last year until, of course, Toronto, they put that brick wall up with Kawhi and, and Gasol and Ibaka. But Giannis was just drive, draw the attention of all five Raptors, kick it out, and no matter who it was, they'd hit the three. That was true, but until game three when it started getting tight, that's yeah. when they stopped, started missing those shots. Because so. Toronto switched the uh, – remember, they they'd started – this is really weird sort of zone they were playing where they weren't letting Giannis even get close to the rim. Yeah. And and I think what's what's weird about it is like when those shots start missing, who closes out those games? You know yeah. what I mean? Because a Giannis kick out to a George Hill corner three, I don't trust that no. to win a game. You know what I mean? So the question is who has the ball in their hands when you need to make a shot? For Toronto, last year was Kawhi. 
for the Lakers, it's got to be LeBron making yeah. the play or whatever it may be. Even I would trust Danny Green, Danny Green taking that shot. Sure, yeah. An open three, I, I can trust him taking a big shot. So for sure, that's yeah. the big question with the Bucks. But they're yeah. just so talented that they will blow out teams like three out of seven games. And then it's that other win where it's like, okay, who's going to hit that last shot? And that's kind of the question Chris mark. Middleton, I think he's stepped up quite a bit this year. It has um, to be Middleton. Yeah. I think it has to. He's just got the full game where it has to be him. But I don't know. When you put it, pin him up against Kawhi, it's going to be um, brutal. You know what I mean? Kawhi is yeah. just on another, le- I'm another gonna, planet. I'm going to toss out a name here. Um, and I think that this man might be he, – he's the gem that the Bucks have right now. His name George is, Hill. Nah, Dante DiVincenzo out of Villanova. I don't know if I've said his name on this podcast before, but this man, he – well, at least what I saw in, in college and when, when Villanova won in 2018, he dropped 31 points in the national championship game. This this guy is cold as fuck. Like he, this, he, he's cash. Um, he fits the Bucs system perfectly in my eyes. And he is in his sophomore year now. He's improved quite a bit from last year. I think Dante DiVincenzo, if, everyone, if, any, if anyone doesn't know him, he's the short, like maybe six foot two white guy on the Bucks who's got a buzz cut. That's Dante DiVincenzo, and he he's just a dog, and I think that he's going to be – I think he's going to have some big moments in the playoffs. I'm calling it right now. He actually has fit into that rotation too. I think last season he didn't really get much yeah. minutes. but he's getting a lot of minutes now, yeah. This year he's getting more minutes as that seventh man, eighth man on that roster. So he he might actually be a difference maker. I think, though, this season I don't think he's the guy. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that's going to close that game. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I don't know. We'll I think see. He might we'll have, I think he'll – I'm going to say he's going to have one big moment in the play. I don't know what it like, maybe a clutch steal or something in a big game. I think he's going to have one really big moment um, where all the cameras are going to be on him and it's going to be his face all over Bleach Report and ESPN that night. I, I'm, I'm predicting that right now for Dante. Maybe it'll be him getting blocked by LeBron. Maybe that'll maybe. be a big moment. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that would, that would, yeah, that would count. That would count. <laughs> you never know. All right. Who else you got in tier one? Anyone else? Right, uh, last team is uh, the Clippers. I've got three teams in tier one. Lakers, Clippers, and the Bucks. Uh, Clippers, obviously, they got Kawhi Leonard, who, in my eyes, he's the best player in the NBA. Um, until he loses the playoff series, which he hasn't done since 2016, I can't see anything, and I can't see anyone else being the best player in the NBA. By the way, 2017 doesn't count because he was injured for being he was injured on purpose for being too good for the most talented team in NBA history. That doesn't matter though. Um, yeah, so Kawhi <laughs> Leonard, that and they've got the greatest bench of all time, arguably. It could be the greatest bench of all time. They got two six-man-of-the-year candidates. I don't know any other team yeah. that even comes cl- close to that, except for the last year's Clippers, where they That's were right. almost both and one six man I think Houston – didn't Houston with, like, Eric Gordon and Lou Will a few years ago had a, had a couple – Yeah, maybe. I, I think maybe Eric Gordon started. I can't remember, though. But either way, yeah, I think – like you were saying, the Clippers – It's not just those two, though. It's off the bench. It's, uh, it's the whole cast around them. Yeah, totally. And they also have one of the best defenses. They're probably oh, yeah. the best defensive team when they lock in. As far as just, personnel Just based goes, on yeah. their personnel. And, yeah. and I think that'll translate in the playoffs because Kawhi plays hard defense in the playoffs, so everyone's going to play hard defense. Right. And that team is scary. And, yeah, they're definitely in the first tier. I think those were my three teams too, Lakers, yeah. Bucks, Clippers. In terms of favorite, who would you put at the top of your list right now? I'm going to go with the Clippers, honestly, right now, because I get the Lakers. They've got all the hype coming into the playoffs. Or, yeah, coming into the, the playoffs, I guess you could call it, because they did beat the Bucks, They did beat the Clippers. But I think I'm still going to, I'm still going to roll with Kawhi Leonard. I'm still going to roll with the dogs that the Clippers have, with the Trez, of course, and, and 
guys like Zubac, who's extremely underrated. Morris hasn't really impressed me very much, Marcus Morris. I thought he'd be a little bit better than he has been. But then again, that just comes with the fact that the Clippers have so many good scores. It's tough for a guy like Morris to fit in, especially when he's only been with the team a few few weeks now. Um, and one guy, too, who I think he was signed to a 10-day contract, but the Clippers will have for the playoffs, Joakim Noah. This man, he's coming. He's coming back. He's coming to avenge. He's coming to avenge his Chicago Bulls and what LeBron James did to them in the early parts of the decade. They're definitely my three teams. I actually also think I agree. The Clippers are the favorite in my eyes too, for the yeah. same reasons. Kawhi Leonard's the best closer in basketball right now, and there's no question. So, and the best player in the world technically because last season led the Raptors to championship. LeBron wasn't in the playoffs, so he couldn't defend his title. So, oh, not automatically goes to Kawhi. KD was the one defending his title last year. I don't know. I mean, LeBron hasn't lost in 2016. Katie was on a Katie was on a stacked team. Yeah. I don't know if I can give him best player in the world. I don't think there. I don't think maybe it's not. It yeah, it, that it, point. maybe it was up for grabs. I mean, LeBron wasn't like LeBron was still the best even when he wasn't winning championships. Like, like you don't have to win the championship to be the best player in the world, honestly. But it definitely. Yeah, helped. I think LeBron's still technically the best player in the world in theory. Yeah. In probably most people's eyes, I would say he's probably considered the best player yeah. in the world still. Yeah, which I see nothing. All right, wrong. let's move I on. To... Like that's fine. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to tier two. Tier two. Okay. Um, so I'll start with the first team on my list, and these are in no order. Like yeah, it's yeah. just four teams on the same tier. So I'm gonna start with the Raptors, obviously, yeah. hometown team. Gotta love the heart that they have. Like this season, they're yeah. No one really had expectations for them. They were expected and predicted by a lot of the U.S. media to be an eight seed. Actually, I don't remember who it was, but someone drew out their, their eight playoff team predictions, and the Raptors were out of the yeah, playoffs, right. which that's that's a little crazy. But I don't think anyone expected them to be the second seed. And Definitely not. They're on, pace for, they're on pace for 59 wins this season. Yeah. So uh, Raptors got to give them credit. They're, uh, they couldn't go in Tier 1 because they don't have a Kawhi, that's unfortunately. Right, yeah. So. But they definitely sit in that tier two, which is a team that could, in my opinion, these these are possible or plausible winners. Teams that if they won, I would be sort of surprised, but I wouldn't be like, um, they're not a dark horse yeah. by any means. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't be shocked or shook. Yeah, if they were able to win. I mean, I think the teams in tier two, they're teams for me that I don't think will win because they just don't have the personnel. Uh, or I guess really for Toronto, it's the fact that they're missing that, that I think okay. The thing, biggest thing for Toronto for me is they've got all the great defense and everything. It's just that their best player compared to the best players of the teams that are in tier one, Siakam does not compare yet with Kawhi, LeBron, or or yeah, Anthony Davis or Paul George or Giannis Antetokounmpo. He doesn't. He's not there yet, which is the biggest reason why I don't have Toronto in that top tier, despite the fact that their defense has been absolutely. It's been terrific, honestly. I love what Abak has been able to do. He's start he's turning into a shooter, um, and what what Siakam is again. If there if there was ever a year where a player won back to back most improved players, it'd be Pascal Siakam. They have the same issue that they've had in previous years, where it's who's gonna close that game. It's the yeah. same issue with the Bucks still. Who's gonna take that last shot? Is it Lowry? Like La- like Lowry taking that shot, that's fine, but it's not Kawhi taking the shot. So I agree. Van Vliet really stepped up yet. last year. Van Vliet did step up, but we all but people forget how bad he was yeah. in the majority of the yeah, playoffs. For the first, more than half yeah. of it, essentially. He actually midway through that Buck series. Yeah. 
Um, I think it was actually game three is game when he started stepping he up, and that's three, when. Yeah. And then he snapped, and then it's those last like eight nine games where Van Vliet went off. But those early games, I'm pretty sure he averaged four points yeah. per game <laughs> in the first sixteen games of the playoffs, from my memory. So. Um, I don't know if he's 100% could be trusted. Maybe he's a new animal now because this year he's had basically an MIP caliber season. I think it's obviously consuming minutes that Danny Green had, but he was having a great season yeah. uh, all time for his career. So they do it by committee, and that's a problem when you run into the last two minutes of a yeah. game. Unfortunately, it's the same problem with the Bucks. It's the same problem with almost every team in the Eastern Conference. So do I think they can make it out of the East? I think they could. But the Bucks are a tough, tough team to finish, and so I think they're just a piece short, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I'm very, I'm actually really looking forward to watching those two teams, them, and of course the, the Celtics and Heat, two teams that I'm sure we're going to get into later. Um, I'm very because those teams they've just got great defense, which uh, a lot of teams, though they might in the Eastern Conference, especially though they might not have the, that clutch player, they've got great team defense, and as we all know, defense down the stretch is. Pretty much, it, defense, especially in big games, means just as much, if not more, than offense does. Because you look at the scores in all these closed games in the playoffs, no teams even get like you know, teams are maybe just scratching ninety points. They're not big, not large scoring games by any means. So defense in the playoffs means a lot more than it does in regular season. Yeah, and also those last shots yeah. too. So for the for the Raptors, they have the defense for sure, and I think that'll keep them in a lot for of these sure, games yeah. and. And they got a lot of praise last season for having great rotation on defense, mm-hmm. which is kind of what gave teams like the Bucks problems is the Bucks thrive on open threes yeah. um, from ball movement and specifically from Giannis penetrating. And so when the Raptors would set up that wall, they had players rotating like yeah. crazy. And it was almost like they did it. It was like art when they did it because they knew where to go. And they obviously knew who to leave open, which was essentially blood. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like that actually ended up working for them four out of six games. So, uh, that's something they're going to adapt and probably use again. And they they actually understand the Bucks. And I think if they can get past the Celtics, which is the, I think is probably going to be the second round matchup looking at the standings, yeah. they can get past those Celtics, which is a tall, tough task. The Celtics are 76ers because Sixers would be against Celtics. Or yeah. 76ers, yeah. But I don't know about you. I'm not as high on the 76ers personally. No, I, no, I, but that being said, seven, Philadelphia, they are. They have only lost two games at home all season long. And they've got the best home record in the league. So, that, I mean, that, that's something to look at. No. Yeah, but now, but now they're not at home that's because right. it's in the bubble. So. Yeah, yeah, never mind. <laughs> that's a what factor. I just that's said does not mean anything. At all, <laughs> that's true. I, I think it's actually more like playing an away game when you're playing in these yeah. uh, Orlando studios. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Who else do you have in our right, picture? Two, two, I've got a thing about two more teams. Yeah, I've got two more teams. All right, just list me one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm go. I'm gonna go to the Western Conference first. I'm gonna go to the Denver Nuggets right now. Um, wow, yeah, I've got them in tier two. I'm shocked. Really? I have them. In, I don't have them in tier two. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got Denver in tier two because I'm a big. Uh, I'm big on skinny Nikki, uh, Nicole Jokic <laughs> is coming, and I'm big on Jamal Murray. I think this is the playoff run where that put that puts Jamal Murray on the map. I like the Denver Nuggets, but I don't like them that much. I didn't have. I had them in tier three as a dark horse. I think for them to win, it would be um, some insanely good basketball because. They don't have the top end talent that some of the other teams in tier two have in terms of um, having. I think each team for me 
in my second tier have two all-stars. Um, and the Nuggets, realistically right now, have one all-star, maybe even a superstar potentially in Jokic. But other than that, I don't know. If I love the team, I don't love the roster. Like, Jamal Murray is the X factor, and that's why I put them in Tier 3 as a dark horse. Yeah. Um, as for other another team in Tier 2, I, have, I actually have four teams in Tier 2, and only – um, and we, you only have three, so that means I have two I've teams got, in here yeah, that you don't have. I've got an X factor um, tier too. I've got an X factor as well. That's true. All right, so I'm in my second tier of possible winners. I have the Celtics. Yeah. I'm going to just go with because obviously the Celtics are the. Um, I think they depend on Tatum. His ceiling is their ceiling. Yeah. Like how that. high he can fly in these playoffs really depends on just his confidence and his ability to be aggressive so if he can be aggressive that whole team is going to fall in suit they got Kemba Walker an all-star Tatum an all-star Brown almost an all-star Gordon Hayward used to be an all-star this team is low-key stacked as fuck to be honest this team is low-key stacked and they're scary they're big they play good defense and they're well coached too so don't be surprised if this team makes some noise in the playoffs as well. I remember before the season started when they didn't have um, where they traded away Al Horford and I was. I think we were both very concerned about how about their big man situation. But honestly, they they they've proved to me. I don't know about you, but they proved to me that their lineup right now with I'm looking at their starting lineup like Gordon Hayward and Jason. I guess yeah, Jason Tatum's the tallest guy in their lineup. That that's working for them. And when you got a guy like uh, Tice who's coming off the bench, who's been able to hold his own. To be honest with you, um, it it. The system's working for Boston right now. Forty-three wins right now. I'm not sure what they're on pace for, but they are the third seed in the East, and for sure for me as well in in the in the second tier right now among NBA contenders. And they're very well coached they, too. Brad Stevens is a great coach. Yeah, totally. They they're. I think yeah, you're right. The the center problem that they're talking about when Al Horford left seemed like a big issue, but I don't really know except for Tice and is Ennis Cantor in that rotation. Is there anyone else that I'm missing on their center rotation? Uh, I, I'll check. I think there might be a few power forwards. Isn't there like a Grant Williams or like some young some guy, guy who Brad Wanamaker maybe too? I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> maybe. I think Wanamaker is a point guard. I have no idea. Either way, yeah, <laughs> Brent, well, yeah, Wanamaker's freaking 100, 210 pounds, six foot three. Um, yeah, Grant Williams power forward. All right, Grant Williams also, I think, plays the five, too. He's kind of Sammy like Sammy too. Yeah, I think Grant Williams is another, like, jack-dish guy, kind yeah. of undersized at, the, like, the power <laughs> forward center. So. And they have Taco Fall, too. The thing, the thing with the... Oh, they got to play more Taco Fall. I forgot about him. The, the... He's, he just adds so much yeah. energy. It's too bad that there's no home yeah. games because he would just – I don't know why they don't play him more often. He's so much fun to watch. And he's just a guaranteed bucket, the, is he not? And the fans <laughs> get so hyped, too. Like, that, they, it hypes everybody up. He, like he, I know he can legit be a decoy. We 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 all watched the last dance. We also what Scotty Pippen was in that game six against Utah in 1998. Just a decoy. He's out there. He's and and Taco Fall can be a decoy. Not in the fact that he's good at basketball, but in the fact that the crowd gets hyped when they see him play. <laughs> he's not good, but he's competent. Yeah. He can like throw down a couple of like standing dunks yeah. and I don't know get a few blocks and As he then, doesn't yeah. actually. And he's just huge. Like that, he doesn't actually. I don't see any negative in playing him a few minutes, a spot yeah, minutes. I think, you know what I mean. Just to get the crowd hyped when you're, if you're like down ten or yeah. something, throw Taco in, and you could probably end up making a comeback. You know what I mean? Especially with Carson Edwards out there at the point, he's an absolute bucket. Yeah, and I think that people, you know, you and I, we've both been watching basketball for quite a while now. We know that 
too, that not all buckets are built the same. So a taco fall dunk is far different from adjacent to, from, from anyone else dunking the basket for not anyone else scoring. Taco fall scoring does way more for the energy of the stadium, does way more for the energy of the team than someone else scoring. Taco fall, I mean, what he does, you, you can multiply his points times 10 because that's really what the value <laughs> it adds to this team, honestly. It doesn't show up on the I guess we team. can agree. Yeah. I guess we can agree that he's the most important player. That, on that's that fact. Team. <laughs> he's, my, he's my pick for finals MVP, actually. I mean, he's, he's coming for the league. All right, so I still got two teams left in tier right. two. You are out of teams. I'm, yeah, I've got two, right? Boston, uh, Toronto, and Denver in my tier two. The reason I put Denver in there is just because I think I, – I, I guess they're not really tier two in terms of contenders. They're just tier two in terms of they're as good as the other teams that I have in tier two, in my eyes. Like, if Denver was in the East, they'd be in tier two, I think, for you two, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe. I think, yeah. I maybe I'm just waiting. Yoke, if, if you put him in my tier two, I think Jokic is one of the is the best player compared to the Celtics yeah. Raptors. Like, if we're talking your tier two, um, putting the Nuggets in there, he's the best player. Yeah. So, you have a good argument. For some reason, I just don't see them as a – I see them more as a dark horse for enough. some reason. Because yeah. I would be surprised, like, completely shocked if they won the championship. Young team. And that's my take. Yeah, the young team, a little inexperienced. They run through a center who's who knows if he'll be fat by the time we start again. Who knows, right? <laughs> he looks fucking skinny though, so I just don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, all right, so I got two teams left. I'm gonna leave them. You, you can did. name one of your teams, and we'll see if you get one. And then right. when I come back to me, so I'll my name foot, my, last my, one. my my tier three. Then I guess we're on. Um, yeah, give me one. I'm gonna start off with the Miami Heat in tier three. Or were they in your tier two? All right. That, yeah, yeah, they were in my tier okay. two, and the reason was Jimmy Buckets. No other reason, club, yeah. and Bam too. I, I like Bam. Most improved player, probably. Yeah, most improved player. I think you could probably lock him in at this yeah. point. He's he just went from I don't know, like a rotation player, minutes player, to a all star. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't. So that player. that's the Pascal Siakam sort of rise yeah. that we saw last season. So I expect him to be most improved and. The- that's sort of a good recipe. You have Jimmy Butler who can close out games for you legitimately. He can legit he, close out I think game. I'm going to say is he's the he's the most clutch player in the Eastern Conference. He he's among the he's he's the top tier closer right now in the NBA. Really, he's up there with Kawhi and LeBron. I, he's that he's a dog. He is re, he's a dog and he's clutch as fucking late in games. One hundred percent. He had that layup, driving layup against the Raptors with Ibaka on his yeah. ass. And if they go in overtime. Raptors, they had lost. A lot I could see Jimmy closing that game. I could see them. I could see them winning yeah. that series completely in that overtime. Like it's just one of those swing series where who knows what could happen. Yeah. So, yeah, he's very clutch. Like I haven't seen him really miss a bucket in the clutch, and he didn't get an opportunity obviously yeah. against the Raptors in Game Seven. But I think if he did, he would probably hit the and shot. So he's another thing. He's one of those guys who wherever he goes, that team has success. He went to freaking Minnesota and led them to an NBA playoff appearance, despite him missing, like, the last 10 games of the series, or 10, last 10 games of the season. And Minnesota, like, backed the win in the playoffs, I think. Um, I think Jimmy Butler might have hit – he might have came back in the playoffs. He was injured at the end of the year. My point is, Jimmy Butler, wherever he goes, that those teams find success. Um, whether it be Philadelphia, Minnesota, even Chicago back in the day, and now Miami. Miami's balling out. They're doing better. They're like Toronto. They're doing better than anyone expected. And but I would also like to add the names Duncan Robinson in this conversation. Uh, Goran Drog is extremely underrated. Kelly Uber is kind of a meme at this point. Or no, sorry, <laughs> Kelly Uber. Kelly, Kelly Olynyk. Um, Saskatoon. That's man. he's yeah. Where where do you, where's he from? Yeah, he's from Saskatoon. I'm pretty sure. 
It says he was born in Toronto, Canada. Oh, yeah. fuck. Well, I don't know why he looks like he's from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Just that long, luscious hair. Our Canadian got. listeners will like that one. <laughs> yeah, Duncan Robinson, that, that's the big name, I think. He's, he's the X Factor. He was, he's such a good three-point shooter. Holy shit. He is. He has games where he'll hit eight or nine threes, no problem. So, And he hits late threes too and Tyler Hero is also yeah. should be in the conversation for if we're talking if we're talking rookies who are playing good and Kendrick Nunn yeah all right so this yeah. team this team has some he, like firepower to be honest yeah. they have firepower and in the guard position and wing position they've got um, uh what's his name um Derek Jones Jr. like when he 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 throws down some ridiculous dunks and they've got the he's got yeah. they've got veterans like Andre Godal and Jay Crowder who people forget about. And Udonis has him. I think he's retired, but he's, he was on the roster earlier this season. Is he retired? I'm pretty sure he played. I think, wasn't he, he playing this he season? He played this season. I thought I thought I saw something about him retiring. I'm not I don't know. Sure. I feel like he should have retired a few years back, but yeah. <laughs> they are just giving him that. He, he was kind of just doing, like, grade 13, the victory lap, I yeah. guess, in high school. So he just kept going a few more uh, years, yeah. just because just he was a legend for mm. the Miami Heat. One more name. So you, what was there? One more name on Miami. Miami's got so. I'm looking at the roster and then just thought about this. They're guy. they're ten deep. Yeah, for <laughs> real, for real. Um, one more name, Myers Leonard. If you guys watched the Portland um versus goal or versus uh, Golden State series last year, where Golden State swept Portland, but there was like that one quarter I think where Myers Leonard just went off on Golden State. He had, like he got like twenty three points in one quarter I think in game three or something. I just want to quick shout out to Myers Leonard because he's, pro- he's proven that he can be electric even though he's averaging six points a game this season. I remember that. I think it was – I don't know if it was – I think it was the first half yeah. maybe. He had like 23 and he was just he like 30 draining threes. He did nothing. He was just draining threes. Yeah, he did nothing after. But he can just provide energy. And like they have a lot of X factors where Tyler Harrow could go for like 20. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn could go for like 30. Um, Duncan Robinson could go for like eight threes. So <laughs> they they have they have so much firepower yeah. and they're scary. And I guess another team that has some good firepower, who's my last team in tier two. Okay. And I'm actually shocked you don't have them in your second tiers. The Houston Rockets, six five and under. That's why I've got an, an X factor tier for them, bro. That that that's my uh, X factor right there. What? Where does the X factor tier go? They, does the, it go? The, here's the thing with the X factor. I'll I'll I guess it's a good time to say now. The X factor tier. See now this tier can go anywhere from above tier one down to like not even in a tier for me houston their their season's ending in one of two ways they are be- they're getting bounced in, in five games by like dallas or some shit or they're winning an nba championship or i mean okay they're bounced they're, they're getting bounced in five games by like lakers or clippers or dallas or some shit or they're going on and winning an nba championship that's it uh, i'm big on houston i don't know why i don't get it and i'm scared that when it comes to making my predictions my official predictions i'm scared i'm gonna say the houston rockets going to an nba championship i'm terrified i'm gonna do it it's gonna it's gonna be my paul pierce moment where i'm gonna say the houston rockets going to the championship <laughs> <You're Paul Pierce. laughs> yeah, I, i'm going to do it and it, I, I i know they're not gonna win but i feel like i feel like they're gonna uh, i just don't know you think they could they they, they're could a brain fuck the gold state's out of the out of the conversation now so they're yeah they're just. Oh I, think, I think if they kept CP3, I would be more confident. Yeah, the but, addition of Westbrook almost makes them more of an know. X factor. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the, the, the even bigger, more of a wild card now because at least CP3, yeah. you know what you're getting. CP3, when he's healthy, he's a baller. Russell Westbrook, even James Harden in the playoffs, we we don't know. We we just don't know. And but they're they're a bunch of dogs, and I like I like how they're not like any other team in the NBA, and that they're so small. Um, but yeah, I. I t- 
they're either getting they're either disappointing big time or they're winning an NBA championship. That's it. They can only go one of two ways. <laughs> they got rid of Capella, so they could play the six five and under lineup. Straight That's up. how badly they wanted to have Straight five three point shooters on at one time. And this is just it's like so crazy. It might just that work. Is, yeah. And they were playing so good coming into the break. Like I felt like they're on like an eight game win streak before they lost like a, the game before the whole thing ended. Yeah, they were going on. With the 6-5 and under roster was undefeated except for one game against yeah, they, like some trash team. Yeah. So they beat the when Lakers they, what, too, yeah. That's what I mean, they beat I remember seeing them beat the Lakers with that 6-5 and under team with AD and <laughs> JaVale McGee on at one time. So they're clearly like capable yeah. of beating these teams. It's just like you said, I actually like what you said this this X this whole X factor tier in its own. I think that makes sense. Yeah. They don't belong Houston, in here. They're not normal. They're not normal, and I guess yeah, their ceiling is the high. There's like almost like the highest it could be. I think their ceiling is the championship. championship. Yeah, but their their floor is losing to. <laughs> I think the team they lose to is Oklahoma City against yeah. <laughs> Chris Paul in like five or six games in the first yeah. round. That's their floor, and it's scary, and it's always yeah. been that way. I think with Chris Paul, you get continuity, and so having Westbrook almost makes this team feel like an OKC team. Yeah, in my right. in my eyes, and. And those OKC teams are super volatile the last couple of years. I think I predicted them going to the Western Conference Finals last year, that OKC team, because I thought they're signing really, yeah, back as white. I, I predicted the same thing last year. I was like, oh, oh they're going to destroy Portland. I think I picked them in like five or six against yeah. Portland. I was like, oh, they're going to beat the Nuggets in and, like yeah, six. They had a really and easy, then they yeah. lost in five <laughs> to Portland. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Because they were on such an easy side of the bracket. Like, there was like the competition. Like, the Spurs almost – they were they almost played the Spurs in second round. Or, sorry, Portland almost played the Spurs in second round. Like, they were not against the tough side of the bracket. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, God, I don't know, I don't know about Houston. Anyway, that's my that's my X factor tier. You have them in your second tier. We pretty much just touched yeah. on Houston right there. Yeah, and that and that kind of closes, I think, my that closes my second tier yeah. is the Raptors, Celtics, Rockets, Heat. I like what you said though. Rockets, they get their own tier, X factor, and they're the most interesting, intriguing team. Um, yeah. In terms of like, I kind of want them to win. Like, Dude, I would be, be I would not be mad if they won because I like Harden. I think he's putting the work. He's He's gone headfirst into a fucking uh, Golden State three times, like three years in a row, I think, now at this point. And so just give my man a chip. He deserves it. He's put in, he's the only team that they're the, that team has kept it interesting That's throughout right. this, this uh, Golden State reign. That, Every time they right. match up, you're like, they can actually beat them. And then they almost do it yeah. every year. That, that's, but not yeah. quite. And I, I, just, I just want to see him win because I just want to. To, I just want to see what the haters will say. I, I want. I'm excited to see what the next excuse will be as to why James Harden's trash and overrated. Um, I'm assuming. I'm predicting it'll be something to do with the refereeing. Um, I guess is what I'm going to go for. He's going to shoot like 30 free throws in Game Seven or some shit. Um, but that being said, historically Houston's been screwed over by the refs in big playoff games. Most notably, Game Seven, I think, against Houston against uh, Golden State that year, where they missed 27 straight three pointers. Yeah, I, I don't remember that them being screwed by the refs necessarily. I remember no, they missed like, like I, we always we always remember like the twenty seven straight missed uh, threes. Yeah. But the rat like I think I watched YouTube videos like ten calls in the fourth quarter that were just uh, I hate watching it because it makes me it makes me like oh it makes my eyes sweat. You know what I mean? Like God, <laughs> it makes your eyes sweat. It makes God you cry. Damn. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, the brink because I love James Harden so much, man. I love that guy. I anyway, do too. Yeah. I don't know why people give him hate for no reason. Like the free throws, the traveling, like he, he gets away man. with it. He gets away with it. He's saucy. That's why he gets away with it because he's saucy. Yeah. He can he's do so, whatever he so wants. Saucy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for my tier two. I don't know how does your 
thing sort of fill out? Do you have so just tier you have your X are, factor tier and then tier three, right? Yeah. So so yeah. So typically your X factor they're above tier two. Like I put like X factor between tier one and two, um, okay. and then tier three I already mentioned Miami, who you had in the, your second tier. So yeah. my tier three would be Miami, and then the next team after that, I, I didn't really want to put Indiana in there. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Utah Jazz and my <laughs> You just swept right over Indiana. <laughs> like, yeah, they're 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 on the brink. They're like a tier four team, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I didn't put them in my list either. I was close too. I was like yeah. I was like, oh they got if Oladipo was an all like healthy and an all star, they would be in tier three, but like they're just I just don't trust them yet. I think in a year or two they could be um like a really good team, really good contender. I can never see him being in I don't think I Unless Oladipo gets really good or they get some or ma- or major roster overhaul, I don't think they'll ever. I can't see them playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, if that's what you mean by contender. But I think that they're always going to be kind of kind of like where the Washington Wizards were for so many years, that like four seed in the Eastern Conference, who would make a few playoff series interesting. I think that's kind of the role that they'll fit in, in the next few years. That's a good comp, actually. I think that Washington Wizards team was a game away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So I think. That could probably be their ceiling is maybe making an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Um, but I like the trio of Sabonis, Brogdon, and Oladipo. I think that's actually a pretty solid – and TJ Warren. Yeah. Let's make it a four, four a four-piece. All right, those guys are not a bad squad to have. I think they can definitely make some things interesting this yeah. playoffs and in the future for sure. So you're going with Utah Jazz, you said. I had them in Tier 3 too. I agree. Yeah. Like, um, if this COVID shit didn't – mess with their chemistry and if Bogdanovich wasn't injured which unfortunately he got season ending wrist surgery is he not so, is he not coming back yeah he's out for the playoffs so that really changes that really lowers their ceiling a lot i think yeah and i i just think tier 3 is a dark horse a team i really do not expect to win but could make a couple rounds interesting i think and yeah. utah as long as they don't match up with houston i think they can make <laughs> things interesting they got donovan mitchell they got a star they got mike connolly coming off the bench and he'll probably no i don't know if he'll start with bogdanovich out i think there'll be room for him to at least run some of the offense and get a lot of touches and i think that team is actually pretty good like i think they're just a pretty solid team they're the type of team that'll make a series interesting against a good team or i'm okay not a good i'm not yeah they'll make they'll against a contending team i think they can make a series interesting like they have done with houston a few times or, you think no, those series no. were interesting? Houston blew them out. No, the kid, the games were interesting. The, the games were yeah, close. I, the games yeah. were all really close. It's true, like, yeah. Let, they got swept in like five, there. but it, it felt yeah. closer. Yeah, like the games were really close. Um, just they didn't quite have the edge there. And I think one thing, though, that's holding Utah back is that they won't have the home court advantage that they've had in, in the past years because that Utah crowd in Salt Lake City, they get crazy on game day in the playoffs. Like, they were, they're all in yellow shirts and shit. And, man, I still remember one player like Royce O'Neal stripped the ball from Harden to the behind the back and then dunked on, like, I think Chris Paul last year in the playoffs. Bro, and just like, to see the crowd reaction, it, it's just that they have one of the best crowds, I think, in the NBA. I think they do, too, for sure. They have a really good crowd. They have a great coach, too, in Quinn Schneider. Yeah. So Underrated as shit, holy. Oh, underrated. They're a good squad, and that's why they're a dark horse, where they could. there's a path where I guess they could maybe almost win a championship, but I yeah. don't actually think they can. I personally have really low hope that they can make it out of the first round, personally, or yeah. maybe they can make it out of the second round, but that would be if they – Got the right matchup, and right I don't really now, know how the seating yeah. is matched up right now. Right now, they would be fighting, or they'd be going up against the OKC Thunder. 
Um, and I like that. I think I like that matchup for them. Yeah. Like I actually think that's a good one with Rudy Gobert in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I just think they would. I think that's a matchup where either team could win. And yeah. speaking of the Thunder, that's another team I had in my tier three as a dark horse. Because yeah. I think low key, I think they're a lot better than we thought they would be. Oh, for and... low key, man! What these guys like? They're the biggest surprise for sure. <laughs> you think they're the biggest surprise? Did... I feel like Miami's the biggest surprise. No, I remember the. Uh... What's the, the? I saw like this graphic on that someone posted. It was like the they OKC then had like a they had like a less than one percent chance of making the playoffs um, before the season started because they like their roster was not that good. Like it was OKC okay, later when when Dame hit that shot and then they traded away uh, George and and or not yeah traded away George and uh, Westbrook, Westbrook and like yeah. it like they completely dismantled their team and they were left with this old freaking point guard and Chris Paul. Um, with, without like, without Robertson either, and what they've been able to like they they are they are they are a game out of home court advantage in the Western Conference right now. The Western Conference, which is as stacked as, as it's ever been, I think OKC. What Chris Paul has been able to do this year, I think he's leading the NBA in like all these clutch stats as well. Which he like I can't but I I cannot put into words how impressive what Chris Paul is doing with this team. Um, it's ridiculous. It's that mid-range jelly every time. He just thing, yeah. will hit a mid-range jumper, and that's what you need at the end of a game. I saw him do it against the Raptors one game this season, and I was just like, damn. I think he actually maybe got the foul and shot free throws, but he just hits those clutch shots. And yeah. as long as he's healthy, this team is scary. And they're actually not a bad squad. If you look at – they got SGA, you got Chris Paul, you got Schroeder off the bench, you got Gallinari. Gallinari's extremely and underrated. Steve, and you got Steven Adams. Like That's a yeah. pretty good, tough squad. And yeah, Gallinari's totally underrated. He's like an easy twenty points per game yeah. kind of guy. So this squad is pretty good, and they're gonna make things interesting in the playoffs. X Factor, or sorry, Dark Horse for me. Uh, once yeah, again, I, I don't think they can. I don't think they can win a championship. I think that are. would be really, really like impossible. Yeah, um, I think yeah. Uh, let's see what who else did I have? I think I, I think I put Philadelphia. Yeah, I put Philadelphia in the third tier because they have such good talent. And it's tough for me to put a team that featuring Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons not in a not in the top three tiers in the NBA right now, and and Josh Richardson as well. The Highballs really come on. Al Horford, they have maybe they have one of the best starting fives in the NBA as far as talent goes, but they just haven't been able to put it together. That being said, in the playoffs, oftentimes late in games, it's it's the talent that wins you the games, and. As far as talent goes, Philadelphia, they, they have a lot. I think the loss of Jimmy Butler, though, that's kind of what really has hurt them this year. They were my last team in Tier 3 as a dark horse, yeah. and it sucks to put them in there because in terms of talent, they rank right up there at the – they they actually almost can slide into Tier 1 with their talent. Oh, yeah. Because you have Embiid, who's a superstar, Ben Simmons, who's an all-star, and you got Tobias Harris. Like you said, you said all the guys. They have a really stacked cast of players. And the one thing that's missing is just continuity. And their bench. And yeah, bench. And I think sh- like having a balanced roster, they have, they don't have great spacing. They don't give Embiid the players he needs around him. They need almost to. He's a low post present. He's not supposed to be shooting threes. Yeah. Put him in the low post, and he's sort of like Shaq esque, and almost like Dwight Howard esque. Like, I don't like comparing him to Dwight Howard, but Dwight Howard is going to be a Hall of Famer. So yeah, that's a that's a good comparison. So he he just needs to be in that low post. And he can just kick it out to guys and just have three-point shooters. You can keep Tobias Harris, keep Josh Richardson, and throw some other sh- three-point shooters out there. Like, I would have much rather they kept J.J. Redick 
I like almost, Jimmy Butler and get rid of Ben Simmons. That would have just the, fit the roster so yeah. much better. I think what a big trade that like really it looked like it, it looked like Philadelphia had won last year was the trade that they got for Jimmy Butler when they gave up Dario Saric and uh, Robert Covington. I think it was. Yeah, and they gave up those two guys for Jimmy Butler. At the end of the day, both Minnesota and Philadelphia, two years later, two years down the line, they both lost from that trade because what what Dario Saric and Ro, Ro, what Rocco brought to the table were, was great three-point shooting. And the one thing that Philadelphia doesn't have right now is great three-point shooters. That's the interesting thing. I actually thought that was a bad trade when it happened. Yeah. I felt like they are giving up too much. I was like, you're giving for, up for, Covington, yeah. a young two-way wing, and Dario Saric, who has a lot of upside. He's, a um, he's actually team. out of the two, out of the two players, he's actually become worse between the two, and I think that's because like between him and Robert Covington right now, I'd say Sarge is worse. Yeah, um, just because I think um, Thibodeau just didn't give him any any room to play, and yeah. it just felt like he, his confidence got shook. Whereas with Philly, it was like you play your game, and he was just a bucket. Yeah, and he was great. And Robert Covington now is on Houston, I think. And yeah. he's just stretching the floor and playing D for them. And he's actually a good, like, four or five for them, which is basically what he plays. Philadelphia, over the last few years, they've lost four that I can think of notable three-point shooters. They lost Landry Shamit, who let's, let's not forget he was on the Philadelphia 76ers last year. And now we're seeing what he's doing with the Clippers. He's hitting clutch shots. Um, and they lost J.J. Redick, of course, the veteran presence, and the two guys you just mentioned with Robert Covington and Dario Saric. Um, I think, yeah, that's, that's the thing with Philadelphia. Their, 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 their spacing is not there. They're the opposite of the Bucks in that way. The Bucks, the Bucks they got, they got the complete package. Um, Philadelphia, they've only got half the package. Yeah, they have the talent, but they don't have the system. And they also, don't forget, they had the number one draft pick and drafted Markel Full too. is a good talent, but ended up trading him for nothing. Who, a couple who years were, later, looking back on that draft, was that 2017? Who would yeah. you have, who, in hindsight, who would you have picked with that number one overall pick in 2017? Um, that was the Tatum draft, right? Yeah, I think Tatum. <laughs> I don't know. Because he went third, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I guess Lonzo Ball, Donovan yeah, Mitchell yeah. was on that draft too. I'm just saying because like yeah. Would, yeah, Donovan Mitchell was a sleeper though. I think people knew Tatum yeah, like, that's was, was pretty yeah. good. So I don't think anyone would have the hindsight to be like I'm taking Donovan Mitchell number one. I think. Yeah. He was just a talent that maybe dropped more than expected. I don't actually know how the big boards looked, but I don't remember what I think Tatum like with hindsight, I think definitely Tatum if we were to redraft. I think he's yeah. already an all star and he's on pace to become a superstar next season, two seasons from now. I remember I remember twenty seventeen draft and everyone was like, yo, this could be like this is like they're comparing it to two to the two thousand three draft with LeBron and Wade in them. And looking back, like all those top picks like Jonathan Isaac and, and Fultz and Lonzo Ball, that they're they're underperforming a lot. I mean, it's it's I don't know, it's it's weird. It's yeah, it's, it's definitely to, I'm not even close to not the, a great draft. The no. 2003 draft, that's the most stacked draft of all time. You had, or at least one of them. I think it's like one of the top two most stacked of all time. I think like the 86 that draft one and like the one that too. Michael got drafted to. Yeah, I think that was those are pretty stacked. Now. Yeah, I think that was like 86, 85 somewhere somewhere in there, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah that that draft had what LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh in your Darko, top five. Darko Milicic. Darko. <laughs> NBA champion, more than more rings than Carmelo Anthony. So. <laughs> I know, but if Carmelo got drafted, he would have a few rings. If he got drafted number two instead, yeah, well, he'd have some. He'd have some. You a few rings, I think. He'd have a few. Those Who Chris knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, for those Pistons, for sure. I think he raises their ceiling versus Darko. Darko didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do it. Yeah, he sat on the bench all season. <laughs> I think Carmelo yeah. Anthony's confidence would have been shot, though. Because imagine, imagine Rashid and Ben Wallace is laying into him, ripping yeah. on him in practice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Carmelo, Carmelo was an automatic bucket, though. He came into the yeah. league almost ready. So I think he would have been. He would have played a lot. The, he would have been one of their most talented players, like off the bat, in terms of just scoring ability. He would yeah. have added something that that team really kind of didn't have, which was like a go-to bucket. You know what I mean? That team they, had yeah. the defense, but they didn't really have a go-to score. I'm going to just give and, a quick shout-out to Chauncey Billups real quick before we get too far into this. Because Chauncey Billups, was, he, he in, the, in the finals at least, he, he, was, he was stupid good. He was stupid good in the finals. Yeah, he was good. But if we're talking clutch stats, clutch moments, they call him Mr. Big Shot. But you look at, those, you look at his closing stats, they aren't as good as, I think – are led on to be, but he does hit some big shots. I think, yeah, I think just those finals he was because like, in those finals, I'm gonna say he was he was clutch as fuck in those finals. I don't know about anything other than that because I don't really I haven't really looked into Chauncey Billups' career very much. I just know that as far as late game shooting went in the finals, that mid range jumper that that's what almost killed the Spurs in 2005. Um, and he didn't miss free throws either. That's the thing; he never missed free throws in big games. An underrated factor, stupid, yeah. Like, hitting clutch free throws is so important. Hitting free throws in general. Yeah. If every team just hit all their free throws, it would change the outcome of so many yeah. games in NBA history. It's actually crazy. But So, the 76ers, getting back on the topic. 76ers, you don't, you, I'm guessing you don't think they can win the championship this year then, by the no. sounds of it. No. They're in, they're I, think, three, I, yeah. I think it's going to have to be a roster reconstruction for them. Not, actually, not necessarily their roster, but I think a, a coaching reconstruction. Get a new coach in there. Get someone um, who can actually get a system. They don't really have a system. You know yeah. what I mean? These other good teams, the Raptors have a system. The Bucks definitely have the best system, like yeah. clearly made for Giannis. Build a system. Choose a guy and build a system. You, you can't keep sitting on these two assets and just hope they'll blend. I don't think these two are going to fit. Like, I feel like you're just trying to put like a circle in a square and it's just not going to fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's. I think it's you got to pick one of them. Yeah. Either way. Doesn't matter. Either yeah, circle in a square. Square in a circle. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but either way, I think you you can trade. Uh, here's my trade proposal. I want to throw at you, Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal. Boom. Done. Straight That's up. It. Straight up. Fuck it. You get Bradley Beal. You get a score, a stretch kind of um, guard, and then that kind of um, affects your spacing for Philadelphia. That team's instantly better. That Philly team, I think, is instantly better. In Washington, and then Washington can rebuild. You got Rui, you got Ben. They have to trade trade away John Wall. Can you trade John Wall? He has like no trade value right now. Which which is like that's that depends because they say he's healthy now for the playoffs. They say he's healthy, so I mean that depends how he plays. I will say this though: if Ben Simmons and John Wall are constantly driving to the hole and they're and they're drawing double and triple teams. My man Dalvis Bertons is gonna have a field day jacking up threes. I can't like oh, no for question. That right there. He doesn't even need anyone driving. He's gonna still have a field Straight day. Up. He's a bucket now. I'm, I love that. The Washington Wizards for me, like as far as teams that I want to see win an NBA championship, like obviously Spurs are number one, like Toronto and Houston are two, and Washington Wizards. They're right there. I, I love that team. Like John, I want to see John Wall win championship so bad. And they got Dalvis Bertons and Rui Hachimura. That's my guy right there. Rui's your guy. He he had a decent uh, rookie season, actually. I think he averaged like 13 a game. And he just yeah. kind of was playing. Like, I think he was just being fine and kind of just developing uh, yeah. next to Mr. 30 points per game, Bradley Beal. And that's what I mean. Who has more tra- who has more trade value right now? Do you think Ben Simmons or Bradley Beal? 
how old's Bradley? He's like twenty seven, maybe now. I yeah, think Ben Simmons he's, he's probably into his prime. Yeah, I think Ben Simmons because he's young. But do you think Ben Simmons can be as good as Bradley Beal? That's the question. Uh, maybe in a different way, not like. Yeah, I don't know because yeah, I, th- I think Ben Simmons can. He's he's the kind of guy. I don't know if he'll. I I yeah, I guess he could lead an NBA champ. He could lead, He could be the best player on a championship winning team. After maybe later in his career, after Bradley Beal, I don't think that will ever happen. Yeah, Bradley Beal is just clearly a plug scorer. I think he can definitely be the second best player on a championship team, though. For sure, like without question. But I want to see him. Uh, as for, yeah, as for Ben Simmons, though, like I think you need to build a system around him, and that's kind of what sucks is him and Embiid are counterintuitive because they both need like a similar system around them. But yeah. you can't have two of those guys in that system, so you have to either um, sort of like have them playing at different times more often. You know what yeah. I mean? Or you have to uh, change it up because it hasn't worked the last few years. But yeah. from a talent perspective, this team you can talk about forever. From a talent perspective, they're top tier in the NBA, but they're I'll just going to consistently underperform, unfortunately. I'll say this. If Philadelphia somehow is able to finesse a trade with the Atlanta Hawks and, and trade uh, Trey Young for Ben Simmons straight up, that the, the Philadelphia, will, they, they, they'll, they'll, go, they'll go places. Because what Trey Young and John Collins have, that chemistry, I love. And tr- and you swap John Collins with Joel Embiid, watch out. And that boy can shoot threes, too. And he's only, what, in his second year now? But then again, yep. Atlanta Hawks, they're not that dumb. No, they're not dumb. I don't think, I don't think you do that. I think you got you to gotta keep, uh, what's his name, Trey Young. Because right now, Trey Young has probably more potential than Ben Simmons and He's, yeah. He just he just gives Steph Curry vibes right now, and the confidence is I think the biggest thing. I love it, yeah. And that well-rounded game. Do you have any other teams left? Um, I was struggling with Dallas because I didn't know how Luka Doncic would play in the playoffs. I think Luka's going to put up twenty-five points a game though in the playoffs. Um, I just don't know because I think Dallas and OKC they're on the same level. To be honest with you, um, I guess Dallas and Indiana they're the two teams that sort of just missed out. Brooklyn would be. Probably tier two if Katie and Kyrie were playing. I wouldn't put them in tier one because I don't trust those two together at all. You won't put them in tier one. I think they actually no. go into tier one. No, I just don't know. two superstars. You're it's fine. oil and water. It's oil and water. It. I don't know. First off, Katie's coming off an injury. Second off, Kyrie Irving is. He, Kyrie Irving is wilding on social media. He's trying to get the season can, like, canceled. He's trying to like start his own league and shit. But I just don't know. There's too much shit going around with those two. Um, I think the start your own league thing was actually a fake news, apparently. So yeah, it was I don't know. I, the, uh, I, I don't know. The <laughs> NBA media is the NBA media. Mainstream media is just trash. It's just annoying. The mainstream media is just making shit up sometimes just to get stories. And that's <laughs> what Kendra Perkins is doing, man. This guy's so annoying. Have you seen the recent Perkins shit he's doing? Is the worst. For, he's oh my god. I swear, ESPN. That's where that's where retired players go to ruin their legacy. That's that's where they go. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he had a great legacy to begin with, but. I don't know, yeah. like, Kendrick Perkins, like, the, recently, did you hear what he said about Kyrie's brain? Did you see that, right? What, what I, said, I think I might have. I tune a lot of what Kendrick Perkins says. I, I really there's, do. like, a quote on Instagram saying, if you put Kyrie's brain in a bird, it'll fly backwards. <laughs> and that was, that was just, like... That's actually like, funny, was, though. I'm not going to funny. funny. I'm going to use that but one. Like, <laughs> it was funny, but, like... It's stupid it was, at like, the same it was, time. like, yeah, it's dumb, and it's, like... He's talking about the Kyrie saying all this stuff about... Like, I don't know, the season not starting for social justice reasons, and it's not a time to attack Kyrie. Like, he's just trying – like, I don't think Kyrie's doing this selfishly. I think he's actually thinking about this is what he thinks is right for social justice, and I don't know, you can't, like, 
talk shit about that kind of stuff, you know? Which, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's his opinion. I think right now, more than ever, like, players should be allowed to have whatever opinion they want to have without getting criticized and, and scrutinized. Um, you know, I, I think once you start controlling, I'm not trying to get too political here, but I think for a lot of, especially NBA players, once you start controlling what opinions players are supposed to have, that's that's when that's when the problem begins. And Kendrick Perkins, yeah, I don't know, he's just not a great analyst. Like last year, last year was Paul Pierce's turn to and Ryan Holland's last year too. Don't forget about that guy. Yeah, um, he's pretty bad too. It's almost like ex NBA players are terrible at analyzing. That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like. Dwayne Wade too, man. God damn. Are they trying to overcompensate or something? I don't understand. Like. Yeah. Like, are these real takes that they're doing? Or are they? I'm assuming they're probably just exaggerating. To I get think a lot attention. of them. Yeah, I think especially some. Especially, I, I, I think undisputed scripted a lot of it. Um, just the whole way they handled the Kawhi Leonard situation last year. Um, well, with um, like Skip wearing the jersey when they won the championship and shit, that kind of stuff. I mean, no, no not, 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 not. Yeah, I guess that obviously, but like, because last year on this time, actually, exactly this time. LeBron or Shannon Sharp was riding Kawhi Leonard's dick because he thought Kawhi was going to come to LA. He was riding Kawhi Leonard, and Skip Bayless is doing everything. He's the most lucky shot in NBA history. Kawhi Leonard got luck. He lucked his way to an NBA championship. Kawhi Leonard, should, like, he, he said Fred Van Vliet should have been finals MVP. Fred Van Vliet, all right, credit to the guy, but Fred, Fred Van Vliet finals MVP, the fuck out of here. And now, and now, like, three months later, you got, once once Kawhi's going against LeBron James, you got Skip Bells, he's throwing on a, a, a Clippers jersey. Now he's not wearing Jordans anymore. He's wearing the New Balances. Um, and Shannon Sharp's completely slipped the other way. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a script. I swear to God. It, I just, it just, it, it, I, I don't watch those shows anymore. I can't stand it anymore. I haven't watched them so in, in the last like, year. I can't watch them anymore. But I saw a little clip on Instagram of um, Kendra Perkins called that Skip in some way. And yeah, yeah. what Skip said about him was hilarious. He said, um, he said, did you know Kendra Perkins is only 35? Like, he's like, shocked that he was 35 he's like he's the oldest looking 35 year old i've ever seen and i actually died i was like all right yeah, if you won me over this time i might rewatch your show but i know as soon as i watch it it's gonna be it's every time every episode it's the goat debate is eight minutes of the 10 minutes yeah. it's I always like, just yeah. like lebron or michael jordan it's like like you can have different opinions but you gotta say the same thing every time well you can't keep arguing the same case it's an or, opinion yeah. or it's right? just like picking small little things like the goat debate will turn into oh like who had more all-star help teammates or some i don't know it is, it'll go into some like small nitpicking thing um, and this is just the way the media is in general like instagram yeah. and stuff like these debates are infinitesimal on like instagram and shit because people will just keep arguing 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 yeah and then i think at the end of the day all jordan fans end up going to six and oh as their yeah. final argument That's and then it, i think yeah. all I wonder what all LeBron fans go to. I yeah, think it's probably they go to the like, competition. I think a lot. I've I've, I've talked to so many. They go to comp- yeah, competition. Yeah, competition. competition. I think that's all that seems has. like that seems like yeah. The only thing is the competition, but that's so hard to quantify. You know what I yeah. mean? Because, like it's impossible to quantify. Obviously, the, that Golden State team is the the best team yeah. either of them have played. But like yeah. that's probably the one of the best teams ever. So yeah, like that's unprecedented. If not, if that didn't happen. Who knows, right? I guess that's the big question. And Obviously, if that Golden State team didn't happen, it would have been the Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs winning the NBA championships those years. Um, but I digress. Does that include Kawhi not getting injured? Is that why? No, because there, there were no, no Golden State, no Steve Kerr dialing up the Zazel play. So Kawhi Leonard. Right, I see. Yeah. I see. So you're taking the freak injury out of the equation. So I if am. they played Houston, you don't think uh, 
PJ Tucker would have walked under him, or Clint Capella maybe would have walked under him. You know what? They're just I, I, I. The thing is, though, is that Zaza Pachulia had a history of injuring players. Like before, yeah. it wasn't, Kawhi wasn't the first one, especially those first two. He, he uh, some cheap shots on on Patty Mills, um, who's my favorite player in the NBA right now, by the way. And even like I think he took a cheap shot at uh, Russell Westbrook, I think, last year. And now they're just playing at, at, with the Detroit Pistons, who are irrelevant and trash. So that's what is out of the equation, which is good, I think, because I can't stand the guy. God damn it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like him either. Especially that Kawhi moment was my, all right, I fucking hate this guy. Like, that's I was watching hard. that game. I was like, man, the Spurs are going to win this game one. And then as soon as Kawhi got injured, I was like, it's over. Spurs, yeah. The Spurs are going to lose game one. <laughs> like, they're up like 25, and I was still thought, yeah. like, all right, they're probably going to lose. I'm just going to watch it, though, see? And then by the time, once they, I knew, like, there's like three minutes left in the fourth, and that, I think, is when, yeah. like, Golden State officially surpassed them in points. I was like, all right, this is yeah. over. Like, this sucks, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. I was, like, hoping for – for me, I just want to see competition. And I think – this is the first year of basketball where it feels like there's so much parity in the NBA. For the first time, there's no, like, 100% favorite necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think exactly. that's, like, a yeah. sick feeling to have for I'm from a competitive so standpoint. I'm so excited. Like, every single playoff series is going to be hype. Or, like, every single playoff round. I can't say every single series. Because, I mean, let's be real. Los Angeles is going to, like, mop the floor with Memphis if they play them in the first round. But even if the Lakers play, like, a team like New Orleans or Portland, that's going to be a, an exciting series. And you look every single series right now, like it'd be Dallas versus the Clippers. That's that's gonna be hype. Houston and Utah, or no, Houston and Denver, Utah and OK. Like that's that's just in the first round, and it's hype. And, and, and in the East, it's obviously Milwaukee is gonna destroy whoever they play in the first round, except Washington. If John Wall comes back healthy, I think Washington can take can take Milwaukee to, to six games. On I, I just think they can. I don't know. I just got a good feeling about John Wall. But if they get boogie the- too. Yeah, they oh, signed Boogie. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. that's not bad. I think that team could uh, the make Kentucky some noise. Duo, yeah, yeah, that team could make some noise. Low key, yeah. that's that's not a bad team. That's three All Star ish players and two All Stars and Boogie, yeah. who's like a ex All Star. And big obviously news. with his yeah. bad knees. Yeah, and big news too. The the uh, the NBA said that NBA players will be able to attend other games, which that was something I said should have happened. And I'm very excited that that's going to happen because I can't wait to see. Like, all these guys on the sideline is hyping everyone. It's going to be the AAU-type vibe, which I'm going to be hyped to see. Something you never would have got in the normal NBA because yeah. these teams are playing in other cities and they have games, like, tomorrow, but it doesn't matter. They can just go chill, yeah. like, on an off day or even, like, before their game and just watch. And that's that's so cool to me that you'll be able to have that feeling. And it's yeah. going to be something we'll never see again. So I think we just got to enjoy it and see what happens. I'm not – I, I, I was just gonna say, I think it'll be especially cool for. I don't know if like teams like Phoenix or Spur or San Antonio who aren't gonna make the playoffs. Um, I don't know if they're still gonna be able to allow to stay. They're gonna be allowed to stay in the resort. I'm not sure how that works or they just go home. But if they are still staying in the resort, I think it'd just be sick for a guy like to, to be in Devin Booker's shoes or a young guy in maybe Lonnie Walker's shoes and just like sitting courtside and watching all these great players play play each other on the highest level. Um, I think like you, you, they would learn so much from them. I think. I have a feeling that once the they're eliminated, they're just gonna go home. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> I don't I think know. they'd want to stay in Orlando. I think that's a lot of I think some time away from go, family and stuff. You know what I mean? I think that's the big question is like being away from your family and stuff. Wouldn't you rather just go? I mean, just go be with stuck, family. They haven't kind of stuck with their family for the last three months, though. Yeah, that's true. But then once you play like those eight regular season games yeah. and the playoffs and stuff and the training camp before that's already two months you will be away anyway yeah, so yes. i feel like by that time you'll want to go back 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's true. I guess from a fan's point of view, I, I, I would I would not go back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, no other teams then? Are we... I think, yeah, that's good. We've concluded our list. So, all right, let's just... We kind of uh, went off on a different topic. I think, I think, here, but... Yeah, I think we kind of got similar ones. So, legit contenders, we both said Lakers, Bucks, Clipper, Clippers. Yeah. Tier 2, which is pop, like potential winners. I think we yep. both had Raptors, Celtics. Then Celtics. you put the Nuggets, After right? Denver, yeah. And then I had the Rockets and Heats, and you had yep. the Rockets in your X Factor. What was it? Your your X Factor wild tier, card, which is wild card, sir. Wild, wild card. card, yeah, wild card. They could be anywhere from the first tier to the fourth tier. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And then and... yeah, I had the Nuggets in my third tier, and Thunder, Jazz, Seventy Sixers. That's right. That's it. Yeah. That's and then got teams like Brooklyn and, and Dallas. Memphis is. I want Memphis to make the playoffs. I don't know if they will, but I just like I like I like I like their personnel. Um, but yeah, I just don't think that they're worthy enough to be in the top three tiers. No, not not at this point. I think they still overperform this season, but I don't for think sure. they fall into these three tiers yet. Give them a couple of years, though. They'll be in here for sure. Yeah. All right. 